Over this summer, we've been on a journey that we've called Disciples Together. We've looked at the various weird and wonderful practices that make us church. We began on Pentecost Sunday. Maybe you remember way back at the end of May. That day, I read several statistics that foretold the doom and the gloom of the church. Culture has changed, they say, and the place of the church in our culture has changed dramatically. Church attendance is on the decline worldwide, and more and more people are choosing to identify religiously as none instead of with any particular religious group. They choose no group as opposed to some group. And yet, in spite of all that, here we are. Here you are. You have chosen to be a part of a church because you believe that doing so is important and worthwhile. While others have placed priorities in other places, you are here, committed to this community because you believe that what we do as church, all these practices are important and are something worth celebrating. And over the last few months, we've spent time celebrating our beautiful life together as we looked at everything that we do as a community, that we do for each other, that we do for the world, how our life together has changed us and is changing the world around us. And I don't know about you, but as we've gone through this, it has renewed my commitment in the church and my belief that what our world needs is more of this, more of disciples living together. This thing that we're doing is important, and we cannot give up on our life together. Now, this morning, we're not, giving, we're not coming to the end of being disciples together, but we're coming to the end of the series. We will continue being disciples together, but as we do so, we do it in a weird way with this first chapter of the book of James, and it's sort of a transition over the next few weeks throughout September. We'll kind of jump through the book of James with several passages But today, we call this last stop uh, in this summer series, Testifying Disciples. And to be honest, I'm a little terrified by that name, testifying. I I don't like the word testify. I I don't think we're a testifying church. Because when I think of testifying, I, I think of, and please feel free to do so if you must, but somebody just standing up in the middle of church and yelling, hallelujah, hallelujah. Or, or maybe they're on a, standing on a box on a street corner with a megaphone telling us all, all the many reasons why we're going to hell. When I think of testify, I think of the guy on TV glaring into the camera, weeping as he begs us to send just 25 more dollars so he can share the good news of God around the world. That is not us. We're not that kind of testifying church. You won't catch us disciples talking out loud about our faith. After all, doing so might offend somebody, right? We love that quote from St. Francis of Assisi. Preach the gospel at all times, he said. And when necessary, use words. And in our experience, words are rarely necessary. That's why this word from James As he begins his letter to his church, it's a good word for us. Be doers of the word, James says, and not merely hearers. That's us. We are doers. Religion that is pure and undefiled, he continues, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. 
Now that sounds like the way a church should be. Don't tell me about your faith, show me your faith. And we are good at this. I mean, just look at all that we do together as Norwalk Christian Church. School supply donations, food pantry assistance, coats to those in need. We did some donations at Christmas time to the homeless shelter. Last week, we had a group of 22 youth and sponsors packing meals for Meals from the Heartland. We support good works all over the globe through Week of Compassion. And every time we ask you for some special offering to support some special cause, you give and you give generously. We are a church that preaches the gospel through our actions. We are doers of the word, not merely hearers. But I wonder, I wonder, have we become so good at showing our faith that we've forgotten how to speak about our faith? At the Meals from the Heartland event downtown at Hy-Vee Hall, there were other church groups there, yeah. But most of the groups were non-church related. There was a, a few groups of Target employees in their red t-shirts with little white Targets all over them packing meals. There was some other business and school organizations. I saw the president of the Norwalk Chamber of Commerce there packing meals. The governor even popped in, put on a hairnet and did a photo op telling us all what good work we were doing helping the community. What makes us, a church group, any different from all the other do-gooding groups that were there? Now, we had a box last winter for the clothing drive as we collected coats and other warm clothing, and it sat right in the foyer of our church. But McDonald's also had a box. Greg Young Chevrolet had a box. What makes our box any different from theirs? We are collecting school supplies, But Verizon already gave out backpacks to every kid that came, and then they donated the rest that were left over to the school. How are we different from Verizon? Better reception, maybe, but I don't know. (laughs) Now, James says, be doers of the word. But James was addressing a different problem to a different kind of church. For James, his church was nothing but talk. They would hear the word preached, and then they'd get together and talk about how good that word was that was just preached. They would tell others about their faith and then ignore all the problems they saw in other people's lives, ignoring those who were in need. They would testify how Jesus changed their life and then did nothing in response to that life change. And so James wrote to them and said, you need to quit all your talking And start doing something. But that's not us. Were James writing a letter to us today, he might say, keep on being doers of the word. You've got that. You're doing good. But for God's sake, speak about what you're doing and why. Tell people how Jesus has changed your life. Tell somebody what God has done for you and then show the world through your actions. Now, I'll be the first to declare I don't like to testify. And I don't like evangelism. That's a dirty, dirty word, evangelism. There's so much baggage associated with it. Stories of people guilting others with hellfire and judgment in order to save them. I don't think guilt and fear have any place. And if that's what we're supposed to speak, then yeah, I'll be quiet. But should we not, or but we should not, is what I'm trying to say. We should not let others' abuse keep us 
from speaking. If others are speaking fear and, and anger and judgment, shouldn't we speak louder of God's love and God's grace? And that's what testifying really is. Speaking of the way God and the way this church has changed your life. Andy gave us an example of testifying. That's what he did this morning, told his story. He was changed, and we were changed by hearing it. That's testifying. And I don't know about you, but I think our church is something to be proud about, don't you? I mean, we've said before in meetings and conversations that we think our church is the best kept secret in Norwalk. We should just put it on the sign, best kept secret in Norwalk. How do we get people to know we're here, we've asked. How do we move beyond being simply the church by the hardware store? We've been by the hardware store before there ever was a hardware store. How do we get the message out? Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I think perhaps the best way to get the message out is to share the message. If we're the best kept secret, who's keeping it secret? If word is not getting out, maybe we're not sharing the word. Now, I think we have the best thing going on. I love that our table, our church is a church that makes it a point to open our table to all people. That's not true everywhere. Here, you are welcome no matter who you are or where you've been. And I think that's something to tell people about. I think, uh, I love the way our church surrounds people who are in need. As Andy shared our prayer shawm ministry, as we see witness every Sunday, as we share our concerns and pray for one another, as the many stories that happen that, that's, that you don't see, but we all know go behind the scenes as we care for one another, when we know somebody is needing help, where we're there when somebody calls, when they're needing assistance. This is a church that knows how to love and support one another, and I think that's something we should talk about. I love that our church takes Scripture seriously, so seriously that we struggle with it, that we don't just read it and say, well, that's it, we've read it, but we ask questions and we debate and we disagree and we go back to the Scripture and we search it deeper. I think that's something to tell people about. I love that this is a church that supports our children and youth. As the tags that we gave our children this morning say, this is a church that loves and supports you. And our children know that. This is their home. This is where they are loved just as they are. And I think, I think that's something we're telling people about. I love that our church, before we do anything with our budget, we dedicate 10% of our budget to giving to other people. Now, we give above and beyond that 10%, but we've said years ago that this is a commitment of this church. 10% of all of our offerings will go to, to our denomination and all the good that they do, to the Christian Conference Center, to ministries around our community, to needs that just pop up as the year goes on. That's something we do, and I think that's something to tell people about. And I love that our church changes lives. I mean, look at you. Look how you've been changed by being a part of this fellowship. Maybe it was years ago. Maybe it's every Sunday, God transforming you. You're becoming something different by interacting with one another, by sharing life together. And I think that's something we're talking about. Because we have a story to tell. Every one of us, a testimony to share. And to be a testifying disciple is simply that, to tell your story. 
to tell what this church means to you. It's sometimes as easy as just getting on Facebook and sharing, hey, guess what happened at church? Or when we put an invite on Facebook, going to your friends and just inviting your friends to like your church. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy these days just to share the good news that's happening in this place. If Christ has changed your life, and I imagine every one of us can testify to that, that every one of us has a testimony to share, a story to tell. Let us keep our mouths open and speak of what God is doing. In a moment, we're going to sing, I believe it's 422, let us talents and tongues employ. That's a weird phrase, let us talents and tongues employ. But it's just another way of saying, <laughs> let us put to work our talents and our tongues our good works, and our good words. Jesus lives again, the chorus says. Earth can breathe again. Pass the word around. Loafs abound. And this is the good news that we celebrate. The loafs always abound. The goodness of God is always here, ready for you, ready for all. Let us sing as we celebrate this good news and come to this table. <laughs> 